Welcome to the Dietitian Collaborative Podcast. I'm Celestina, a chef, dietitian, and total foodie. Each week, I chat with another awesome RD so we can learn a bit more about how diverse our profession really is and how much we can benefit from collaborating with fellow RDs. Ooh, I'm coming at this episode with a lot more energy than I've had in the last couple of episodes, to be completely honest. I don't know what it was. It was some like weird energy in the air and I'm sure you could hear it in my voice. I was not the same and I'm not going to apologize for it, but it was different and it is what it is. So if you guys caught the first episode of season two, again, where I was a little bit more melancholic, you would know that this season I'm focusing a lot more on the human design piece. And I think I've been hesitant to lean into the hippy dippy and I'm not sure why, but like that is a pretty big part of me. And I've been not hiding it from you, but really not expressing it as much as I would have liked to. So basically it's like me trying to hide my curly hair in high school and just straightening it all the time instead of just like letting my curls flow. But now I let my curls flow and it feels better. So I'm going to let the HD flow and it is what it is. So if you're down for it, I would love for you to stay for the ride and listen to the intro. But if not, you guys can skip right ahead to my conversation with Jordy Henderson, APD from Australia. Okay, well, if you're going to be here for the human design stuff, let's get down into it. So I want to break this down because Jordy has told me a little bit about her human design, and I want to explore what that means for fellow manifesting generators. So manifesting generators, think of this as like a combination between the generator types, the the doer, doer, doers, and the manifestors who are able to create shit and put shit out there quickly, right? So let's break down the aura really quick of a manifesting generator. And this is essentially how their energy operates and it feels to others. Overarching, very high level here, guys. Manifesting generators have a warm, engaging, and magnetic aura that pulls energy towards it. And that means when they're out living their life in the world, their strategy, how they're meant to attract those opportunities into their aura, into their energy, the strategy for their life is to respond to life first and then to inform before they take action to avoid any frustration or anger and really feel that satisfaction and a sense of peace. So a lot of this verbiage is both generator verbiage and manifesting or rather manifester verbiage because manifesting generators kind of toe the line between both, which is so fucking cool. So I think the biggest thing that manifesting generators have in common with each other, because remember we are all individuals, we are all created beautifully and differently. But I think the big overarching thing is that a lot of MGs, that's what I'm going to refer to them as now, are multi-passionate. They're interested in a bunch of different things they're always doing, they're probably doing multiple things at once, and they have this consistent energy throughout the day that they just like need to burn through. And I cannot relate with any of that, which is why I have MGs in my life, but I cannot, or rather I am not one. But I love that MGs can be so multi-passionate. And I think as dietitians, as nutrition professionals, or people who just want to do things differently and help, like we want to be everywhere all the time doing all the things and societally that's looked down upon right like oh my god you have so much on your plate how do you do all of it it's so much you're just going 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 and that can kind of have a negative connotation and make you feel like shit when 
all you want to do is do all the things. And for my MGs out there, fucking do it. Do all the things. Don't let anyone tell you you can't because that's some shit. And don't let people stop you if that's what feels good for you. So if you have the consistent energy, if you have the passion and love behind what you're doing, do it. And if it's something that lights you up for a minute, do it. If it's something that lights you up for a day, a month, a week, a year, your entire life, do it. When there's passion behind it, when there's energy behind it, when you're lit up by it, do it. That's the best, not advice, but that's the best strategy for you to be able to take as a manifesting generator. And the reason I'm talking about manifesting generators today is because Jordi Henderson is a manifesting generator. She is also so multi-passionate. And again, that's looked down on, which is such shit because we have so much space as humans, as creatives. And oftentimes I think being in a science field, we're not really seen as creatives, but as entrepreneurs in some sense, we need to be creatives. So I love what Jordi has been able to create And actually, since we recorded this, she has leaned in a little bit more into the pregnancy postpartum world rather than just the childhood nutrition world. Again, embracing that multi-passion and fucking rolling with it. So Jordi Henderson is an accredited practicing dietitian, as she says, which is equivalent to an RD in the States, smiley face. She's a mom to an almost two-year-old boy. And she's working across three part-time jobs, which includes an eating disorder clinic, health promotion, and launching her online business. She's super passionate about these two areas of dietetics, both children's nutrition and pregnancy and postpartum. And she practices from a place of non-judgment and compassion. So without further ado, let's talk to Jordi. Jordi Henderson, welcome to the show. How are you, girl? Hey, thank you so much for having me on today. I'm super excited to be here. I'm super stoked to be here. So two things right off the bat. We're very matchy-matchy today for those of you guys who can see the video and props for doing this at 5 a.m. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Not without coffee. (laughs) I am totally on board with multiple cups of coffee to make this happen. Excellent. All right, so before we dive in, Let's talk about the three most important questions ever. Are you ready? I'm ready. One, what is your bucket list travel destination? Well, initially I was going to say Italy because I haven't been there yet and I would love to go and lots of Europe too. And I know there's a retreat coming up there. There is. (laughs) Unfortunately, right now I have a toddler, so I can't make that work. And also with COVID, I've kind of realized just how many awesome places in Australia that I haven't been yet. So yeah, I really want to make it over to the West coast here. It's just a stunning region that I really want to visit sometime. Yeah. In the next year or two, I think. Is that that road trippable? No, it would, it'd be (laughs) three days, solid three days in the car, I think. Um, so you could, but we'll probably fly. It's like, I think six hour flight. Yeah. I didn't realize the continent was that big. That's wild. (laughs) Most people don't. And there's a lot of nothing in between. Fair. Totally fair. All right. Two, what is your favorite meal of all time? This is tricky. 
as I think it is for most dietitians. <laughs> I'd have to say spinach and feta pie, but only cooked by my mum. Oh, okay. I dig it. I dig it. That sounds so good right now. (laughs) And then last but not least, don't let this be influenced by what time of day it is, coffee or cocktails. I have to go coffee regardless of what time of day it is. (laughs) But I was a barista for a good eight years. So I can't go past coffee. (laughs) Coffee connoisseur, a woman after my own heart. I dig it. I dig it. All right. So tell me a little bit about your journey to being an RD. Could it have possibly started being a barista? Yes. Yeah. Always having an interest in food for sure. I worked in hospitality from about 15, 16 years old while I was at school. I had a year off after school to just see exactly what I wanted to do. I thought about being a personal trainer. I was very health focused. And then I realized personal training wasn't going to be for me long term. You have to work really early in the morning and late evenings. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know if that would suit me. So I ended up studying, starting with nutrition science at university. And I loved it. After a year, I switched over to the dietitian degree. So I'm not sure if that works a little bit differently over here, but the dietitian degree is four years at uni. Made some amazing friends along the way. It was very stressful, a lot of pressure, a lot, a lot of placement. (laughs) So I went part-time at some point just to see, is it really what I want to do? And I thought, I'm so close to finishing now, just... Get it done, get a job. I was interested in a few different areas, but community health, public health is really what I was passionate about at the time. And I got a job straight after finishing uni um, in community nutrition, but it meant moving yeah, a seven-hour drive away from my partner. So I did it for six months and then thought this isn't going to work long term. Yeah. Moved back to the coast with him. He was still studying at the time and I worked in a few different private practice roles and I just, something wasn't sitting right. I worked between a few different clinics. I saw a mixed caseload. So a lot of chronic disease management, diabetes, um, just bits and pieces of everything really. And I couldn't realize, I didn't know at the time why it was just sitting so wrong, why I really didn't enjoy what I was doing. And I was still working as a barista on the side because all up contract work, it just wasn't making ends meet either. Totally. So I used the excuse at the time to go and find a different job that it wasn't making enough money. Yeah. But when I look back now, really, I just wasn't happy with the caseload that I was working with. And it was a classic manifesting generator, <laughs> which I didn't, I didn't know anything about human design then. But now that I know, I can look back and say it was just a gut feeling. And if I just followed that from the start, I probably would have ended up on a much straighter path. But instead, I found a job in reception that was full time and wow. left dietetics altogether. I was also weight-centric nature of the clinics I was working in really rubbed me the wrong way as well. Again, the Hayes community and non-diet approach was super new to me and I didn't know how to implement that into practice. We learned very, very little about that type of care at uni as well. So I went into a reception role uh, after about 18 months 
of working in dietetics and I didn't know if I'd ever go back into being a dietitian. I just, I also felt it was so competitive. I had some great friends from uni who were doing awesome things in both research and starting up their own private practices, doing really well. But I felt I didn't have a clear direction. I felt like any path I went down, it was competing for jobs and a lot of pressure and I'd have to do more volunteering and more work, working for really crappy money as well. So, yeah, yeah, I just left altogether. And during that time, I got pregnant and went on maternity leave. And after having my baby and thinking about what going back to reception work, I thought, no, I need to do something back in the field of nutrition, but I really want to find out what I want to do and do it my way. Yeah. So that's kind of led me to about a year and a half ago where I started up my own little Instagram page, started to run some groups, just contracting groups for introducing solids, which is an area that I've worked in before and I just really love chatting about. I could talk about introducing solids forever. That's awesome. <laughs> And then I was going through it myself with my son. So it was super easy to relate to parents about what they're going through. Yeah. I also, having had gestational diabetes when I was pregnant and going through the postpartum period, that being really fresh and knowing that so many women around me, mums groups and just coming across people in different areas of my life who are really suffering with not being able to eat enough and dieting after having a baby and trying to lose baby weight and those kind of things. things. I thought, (laughs) oh, this is an area I could really make a difference in. And around the same time, I started building up, you know, my own practice and doing some contract work. I got offered what would have been my dream job out of uni. (laughs) And I thought I'll give it a go because I need a little bit of income to get this, you know, business off the ground as well. So that brings me to where I am now, which is working one day a week in eating disorders, private practice. Well, it's a community clinic, yeah, in eating disorders, which I'd never done before. And it's a pretty full on field. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then two days a week in health promotion, which dream job out of uni. um, And it's working with women's health, health promotion amazing gig and I have been loving it although the long-term plan is once I finish up this contract later in the year is to go out on my own because I'm finding now six months into these two roles that having the flexibility in my own business to pivot when I feel like the time's right yeah it's just gonna suit it's just it's just going to feel good. I just get to this point and it starts to, and you can't really explain why, but you just get to this point, or I do as a manifesting generator in a job a few months down the track. And it was a big yes for me when it first came up. I was so excited. It felt really good. But now not having that flexibility, it just starts to feel draining. And Let's break all of this down. I love (laughs) all of this so much. Okay. So if you guys have been listening for a hot second, you know that I'm like super into human design and like, that's kind of how Jordi and I met on Instagram. She like slid into my DM. She's like, OMG, I love HD too. So I would love to know when did you find human design? Like when in this timeline did it find Mm. you or you find it? 
I have to say, I've probably been a quite a personal development junkie over time, <laughs> <It was. laughs> over the last probably three or four years. Okay. And I think it's when I left dietetics and I was, you know, having all those questions, what am I supposed to do in the world and yeah. how can I make a difference? Yeah. So I've read a lot of books and uh, nothing major to point out, but, you know, I was also seeing going to therapy and doing mindfulness and meditation, like getting into all of those types of modalities and things. Totally. And it was after I had my baby and I was looking to go back to work. It was around that time. So he was about six months old. And I don't know exactly where I found human design. <laughs> it must have been someone on Instagram was probably talking about it. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I'm going to look this up. So <laughs> I just, you know, Googled one of the free download your own charts. Yeah. And to be honest, I haven't delved into it as deep as <laughs> you probably can or that you do in your masterminds as well. That would be really cool. But <laughs> um, it was just so validating for me. Yeah. I think that's usually the case. And like, just what you're saying, like hopping from career to career, I feel like is looked down upon, right? Like in like typical like society norms, like it's looked down upon, but that's the way that you learn. That's the way that you develop. That's the way that you grow. And I'm sure you've learned so much from all of those positions that like now you see, like, I love the flexibility that I had in X, Y, and Z. And this is why I need to do my own thing. <laughs> that is exactly right. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> and I did. I Even before I finished uni, I said I worked in hospitality, but I probably worked 15 jobs before I finished uni. Oh, wow. <laughs> I worked in restaurants and cafes and as a barista and in a health food store, so many different jobs. And I just... It would just get to this point in time and I couldn't, I felt like I needed to at the time to justify it to other people around me, especially my partner. Yeah. Why I was moving around jobs so much or, and I, I couldn't really say anything except that, well, it just doesn't serve me anymore. I'm ready for something different. I think it's cool that you were able to recognize that though, right? Cause like, I feel like a lot of people would just be like, okay, well, I feel safe here. There's money here. It is what it is. But like, knowing whether it's something innate or like you actually know your human design, like just knowing to like step outside mm. that comfort zone just a little bit, there can be something so much better on the other side. And like, I know the grass isn't always greener, but like if you're feeling that nudge to move, it may be something, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And what I find now with you know, doing my business, it's a side hustle at the moment. Like I'm a mom first and foremost. Totally. <laughs> I'm working three days a week in another job. So I don't have a lot of spare energy outside of that. But when I do the work I'm doing, it lights me up so much. And so it's a lot of work running your own business. Oh, like, yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm still learning a lot. I've just hired an accountant to get on top of that side of things. Nice. <laughs> But it, it gives me energy because oh, yeah. it's what 
it just lights me up. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's super cool that as dietitians, we can wear so many different hats based on like what does light us up, right? Like out of college, you would have been super stoked for the job that you have now. And now that you're getting to experience it, like that you is probably still in you somewhere, like excited about it a little bit, but it's not lighting you up and serving you the same way that it would have at that period of time in your life, you know? So I just think like, as we grow as humans, having, and especially being in the field that we're in, we have so many different areas that we can like kind of just delve into a little bit deeper and become attracted to in different ways. Have you found that to be the case as well? Yes, absolutely. I'm really interested in bringing other disciplines and different modalities and things into our dietetics work. It's, again, I'm not sure what it's like overseas or in the States, but in Australia, it's definitely very clinical based, the dietetics world. And now I'm realizing through people on social media and just opening my own mind up that it doesn't have to be that way. And there's actually endless opportunities for us to not just collaborate with other dietitians who are doing awesome things, but collaborate with other disciplines. And for me personally, finding what else I want to add to my own practice and what I'm doing online as well. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to know what some of those things are. So you work primarily with like families and then their, their kiddos as well, right? Exactly. Yeah. So at the moment, and this was really hard for me because I have multiple passions, (laughs) multiple (laughs) areas of passion. At the start of the year, I just had to decide one path, path, one niche to go into. So that was kids nutrition and working with little ones from around when they start solid, six months old to around three years old in the area of fussy eating, preventing fussy eating, learning to eat that area and working with the families, um, educating parents around that time. So at the moment, I'm offering one-to-one services in that online via Zoom and also have some group programs coming up online too, which I'm super excited about. But the other area I'm super interested in is, um, yeah, pregnancy and postpartum nutrition as well, which again, it's all kind of the same (laughs) same, um, timeline for parents, um, just taking it back a few months. Yeah. But that's kind of the other area. and. I love working online because of the flexibility of me being able to be at home, be able to work evenings. The clients I'm working with prefer to, you know, if they can put their little ones to bed or if a partner's home, I can work with them really easily too. Um, However, in my local community, I would love to do more with running groups and working with pregnant women and preparing for postpartum as well. And I guess that's where my other interests lie, like, I love learning about doula care and postpartum more broadly. I would love to one day perhaps study to be a lactation consultant. So adding in these other disciplines and things to, to my practice and what I'm doing. And I'm sure at some point down the track, I'll I'll probably want to do something else totally different as well. (laughs) And I think that there's space for that too, right? Like not necessarily, I feel like, okay, I'm going to go on a quick rant on my soapbox, but like every business guru out there tells you to like find your niche because that's how you're going to make money and like scale and grow. And like, I get it. 
but also you have to be passionate about it. And if you are multi-passionate for right now, I can see those two, at least those two niches coming together, right? Like that just means that you're working with that person a little bit longer on their personal health and journey, like as a mom postpartum, but then also that kiddo's journey for like the first couple of years of life. So that's, that's my two cents in that, but I feel like they're still super connected and like there is space to like ebb and flow through them. And you're right. Like down the line, if that doesn't serve you anymore, walk away from it or change it up and like pivot. Like you're saying there's so much space for that. And like, there shouldn't be, I feel like there is like a negative connotation with like changing it up, but like there shouldn't be right. Like who's to say it's your business, right? Absolutely. And I appreciate that, that this doesn't suit everyone. There will be some people who have their niche and they follow that trajectory for their entire life and, and love it too and yeah. become a master at whatever they're doing. That's probably not going to be me though. And the more I realize that and and sit with it and make sure I'm okay with it because I did grow up thinking that was the right thing to do. And it's interesting you're saying that like it's not for everyone and you're right it's not Mm. because it's your design and like it I just feel like it circles all the way back to that like almost every time right like you are meant to like try a bunch of different things and like if you dig it awesome and if not cool peace see you next time you know but like then there are certain people who are meant to do the same thing day in day out or just find that regimen that works for them so girl preaching to the choir up in here I love it I love it too. And yeah, on that note too, whenever I've had a full-time job, I have struggled. I've struggled like the, I might be great. I might be on fire one week. And then the next week I couldn't think of anything worse than getting up day after day or in uni placements when you have to get up and do the same thing every single day. Yeah. I used to just, I'd be so self-critical for not wanting to do that and to be feeling so deflated and, you know, unmotivated to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) your passions were just in a different area. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Think of how different our world would be if like we saw things like that from like being little kids versus like everything else, everyone else is telling us mind blown. (laughs) Absolutely. The permission I would, I want to grant my, you know, 18 year old self to, to just follow whatever lights me up and, you know, course correct and change. It's, For real. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I think knowing it now, like at least you have not necessarily a defined path, but you have the permission yourself, right? Like you can grant yourself that permission to do it now. And I think that that's, what's most important, like being able to live the rest of your life that way and not feel stifled. Yes, absolutely. And I think in terms of setting up my own business, to have this knowledge now is just, it's going to save so much grief down the track because I'll set things up. I'll only set up short-term courses and programs and in my own business strategies, like I'm not going to lock myself in for a 12-month plan because that doesn't work for me. Yeah. I love that, girl. I like that's why I incorporate it into like everything I do because had I known what my design was going into my business, I probably would have saved a lot of money on business coaches in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, exactly. 
but you live and you learn and like it's it really is it's all just a learning process and that's that's literally all we can do right we can experiment and like if it works awesome if not cool just try again <laughs> exactly yeah it's all just one big experiment and it's so fun to bring that playfulness to it as well totally agreed all right well i know we can probably geek out about human design for like another hour but i would love to know in your space, like working with kiddos, working with mamas, are there any other dietitians that like you would want in your world for a collaboration? Oh, absolutely. If there are any dietitians working in either of those spaces, but the next step for me is getting, uh, I will have, um, be working with kids throughout this whole time, mm-hmm. but I'm just starting up and at the end of the year we'll be starting to work a lot more in the pregnancy and postpartum space. So I'd love if any dietitians work in that field, if you're also a lactation consultant and you'd like to collaborate with running anything online, um, I would love for you to reach out. Yeah. It'd be so cool to connect. Cool. I have a couple in mind right now who have been on the show that I think would be a really fun connection for you as well. Oh, great. That'd be awesome. And I'm relatively... Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so new to running my own business and starting up my Instagram. I'm really at the very start of it all. So it'd be really cool to collaborate with dietitians who've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that is such a, that's such a cool place to be where you have the opportunity to do anything at this point, but also gain insights from people who have been there and have been like, maybe you shouldn't do it this way, or at least give you some like yays or nays of what has or hasn't worked for them. And then obviously like you run it through your filter, figure out if it's going to be a yay or nay for you. But like, it's definitely helpful to to talk with someone who's like three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 steps ahead of you. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Cool. So any of the I international, I'm trying to do the the acronym for it in my head, I-B-I-C-L-C, that's definitely not right. International lactation consultant dietitians out there and anyone working with like postpartum mamas or with little kiddos, Jordi would love to chat with you, collab with you. And what is your Instagram handle so that all of that magic can happen? Yes. Amazing. It's Jordi, so spelled G-E-O-R-D-Y underscore Rita, R-I-T-A, dot kids nutrition. Perfect. And I'll link that down below so that you guys can access all of that information as well. And Jordi, you have a pretty sweet program launching in a a couple of weeks. You want to tell them a little bit about it? Yes, I would absolutely love to. So it's a program designed, it's run online. It's a mix of self-paced and a couple of live calls over the month. It's for parents with little ones, um, six months to three years old. And the first chunk of the program is really focusing on parents' well-being and their own self-care and their own nourishment, which I've found has been such a successful way to look at things because once they're well-nourished and taking care of themselves, it's so much easier to implement some of the changes with their kids' nutrition and eating as well. I have definitely found um, myself and a lot of my clients, it's not the what to feed their kids 
you know, they can find that out just by Googling it or, you know, the hundreds, thousands of other dietitians who are talking about <laughs> what to feed your kids. So I really focus on the behavioral side of things. So, you know, getting your kid to sit at the table, how to navigate tantrums, all of that side of things as well, which will be covered in the program. Awesome. And I feel like that's such an interesting concept to start with, but like, it totally makes sense, right? Like put your mask on before you help the person next to you kind of thing. If you're not a hundred percent at like what you're feeling or even like 70% at like what you're doing, it's really hard to help someone else when your cup isn't full. So I love that you're taking the helping the parents approach. So that kind of just funnels into them helping their kiddos in a way that feels good to them too. Yes, that, yeah, that's perfect. That's a perfect analogy to describe it. (laughs) Well, Jordy, it has been a pleasure. I'm so grateful to have had you on the show and I'm happy to continue to connect as, as we go along. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on here. It's, it's really nice to get back into dietetics in general and then to be able to collaborate with people, you know, across the world doing similar things is, is really cool. I completely agree. All right. Until next time. Ciao. Bye. By no means was this intentional when I was recording and like putting all of this together, but I've definitely had two people from Australia back to back. So that's pretty freaking cool because it's literally on the opposite side of the world. And how amazing is it to be able to connect with people virtually who we probably would have never met in person? Although let's think back to like 20, 25 years ago when it was hella sketchy to meet people online. Yeah. But now like some of my besties are online, so I don't really know what to make of that. But let's do a recap before I get too down a weird rabbit hole. So one, there is no right way or direct path to figuring out what lights you up. Two, give yourself permission to be multi-passionate if that's what you're drawn to. Three, sometimes your dreams and goals change and that's okay. Guys, if, if you haven't checked out your human design yet, I can't recommend it enough. And if you're into Enneagram, if you're into Myers-Briggs and learning more about yourself, you're going to fucking love human design. It's a little bit more hippy-dippy, I'm not going to lie. But you don't have to answer any questions. It literally takes like two minutes and I'm not plugging this because I make money off of people like looking up their human design. But I think it's just another amazing way to gain better insight into who you are, how you're meant to show up and live in a way that's truly authentically you, giving you that confidence, that reaffirmation that you are here to make an immense impact in your own way, not by following someone else's blueprint for you. That's the fucking beauty of it. So I would love for you to follow the link in the show notes, look up your human design, shoot me a message on Instagram when you find out what your design is and we can geek out about it together because that man, that just lights me up so much. I love connecting with people. And I find that for every like 10 messages I send out on Instagram, I get one, hey, thanks for the message back. And sometimes, sometimes that conversation goes further and sometimes it doesn't. So if you want to chat, please know that I'm always down to chat, especially through IG DMs. I'm there for it. So find out your human design, Let me know on Instagram at the Dietitian Collaborative, all one word, and we can geek out about it together because I'm here for all of it. 
Also, because this is the second season and I'd really love some broader reach, please share this with your dietitian bestie. And I would love it, love it, love it if you could review it on Apple Podcasts. If you want to leave a five-star review, that'd be greatly appreciated. If you want to leave some lovely words about how much you love the show, that would also be greatly appreciated. And fun fact, if you listen on Spotify, recently they just started allowing ratings. So if you could rate it on Spotify, that'd be awesome too. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Next week, we will be chatting with Abby Galman and Julie Lopez of the Culinary Nutrition Studio. And these ladies are like the OGs of amazing collaboration within the same niche, 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 niche. Crazy. So I'm super stoked to have them on and I hope you guys tune in next week. Ciao.